You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, The last six or seven months, I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas with Everything Apostolic. It's so good to have you joining us today. And we're excited about what God is doing in these last days. This is episode number two, brand new podcast. I hope that you will like it, share it, join in with us. Now down below, you should be able to find a comment section where you can comment or ask questions and uh Hope you'll do that. Yeah, that would be great. That would help our new podcast, Everything Apostolic, to grow. Anytime you share or, or comment, these types of things always helps growth. So we appreciate that. Hey, today we're going to talk about, for a little while, end-time Bible prophecy. End-time Bible prophecy. We're not going to go real deep, but I am going to talk about Revelation chapter 13. Now, I want to talk about Revelation chapter 13 because it's such a crucial chapter in understanding Bible prophecy. Now, Revelation 13, um, some would believe, and I believe, that it's probably a very important go-to chapter in the Bible. 
uh, one of the most prophetic chapters. What I mean by that uh, is that it gives so much information in a nutshell. I mean, chapter 13 of Revelation, if you haven't paid attention to it, it, it talks about world government. It talks about world religion, and it talks about world economy. Now, these three things are vital to understand the last days that we're living in. Crucial information. Uh, I'm not going to go in, like I said, really deep. That could take you know, possibly hours to do, but I do want to give a decent overview. So if you haven't had a brush up in a while on Bible prophecy, or if this is kind of new to you, uh, I'm going to see if I could break some things down here where we can understand them. Now, so we're going to we're going to take a look at Revelation 13, and I'm not going to read every verse, but I'm going to refer to the verses, and I would encourage you to grab a pen and piece of paper, or go back and review it again after you listen to this podcast, because again, this this chapter is crucial in understanding Bible prophecy, the way it breaks down some very important things. Number one, we're going to talk about world government, uh, vitally important in Bible prophecy. And uh, some years ago, I used to talk about these things a whole lot when I had a radio broadcast. Oh man, it's been um, 14, 15 years ago. Now, right now, uh, at the time of this broadcast, uh, Russia is invading Ukraine. Now, this war has been going on several months already. So, as you can see, the date on this podcast, July 7th, 2022. And, yeah, a lot of people have died. And I want to mention that to you because that's actually mentioned in the prophecy here, not directly in this chapter, but we're going to mention Russia and tie that in. All right, so let's go. Revelation chapter 13 is talking about world government. So let me just mention this chapter 13 verses 1 through 10 deal with world government. Verses 1 through 10 deal with world government. Verses 11 through 15 deal with world religion. And verses 16, 17, and 18 deal with the world economy, buying and selling. All right, so starting at verse 1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. So this beast is not a physical beast, it's not an animal, so for you that... Uh, study these things, you, it's probably going to be old hat to you, some of the things I'm going to say. But thank you for listening, all right, and all the newbies that are just delving into Bible prophecy, you're going to appreciate this here. But a, a beast in, world, uh, in Bible prophecy many times is referring to a government, usually a world government, a nation. It also can refer to the leader of that nation, a king or a president, as we would call them here in the United States. So John sees a beast rise up out of the sea. And uh, we're not, like I said, we're not going to go into every detail here. 
Uh, we could talk about seven heads and ten horns and the crowns and all that. But it is, is uh, upon his heads the name of blasphemy. So this is not a good thing. Verse 2, and the beast which I saw was like a, under a leopard. Okay, a leopard in Bible prophecy uh, refers to Germany. Germany, because the, the national symbol of that nation is a leopard. And they actually have a tank, an army tank, named uh, called the Leopard Tank. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. Now, this world government is... Uh, Germany is going to have a big part in this world government. And the bear, okay, has the feet of a bear. So the bear, which is Russia, because the, the bear, the animal symbol of a bear, is the symbol for the nation of Russia. And again, some of you know this, it may be old hat, but that's okay. Uh, we want to kind of build upon this here. So this world government has in it, Germany has Russia and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Now, Great Britain, uh, is um, his national symbol is a lion. Now, this is really interesting because it says the mouth of this beast uh, is the mouth of a lion. So it sounds like that at some point in world government that Great Britain will be the spokesperson, possibly, uh, of this world government. Now, we don't always know the details until they're happening, but God has given us enough information where we can kind of put some pieces together. Some things have been fulfilled, some things have not. And his seat and great authority, verse 3. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, one of the heads of the beast. And his deadly wound was healed. Now, we'd have to go over to Daniel to find out more about this beast. I'm not going to do that today. But we could, and even in Daniel, the Bible talks about the wings of an eagle. So we know that the eagle is the United States uh, national symbol, one of the national symbols of our country. And so the United States will have a part in world government. All right, so one of the heads was wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast or after this world government. Now, at this point uh, in time, you're 2022, we call the world government that exists today the United Nations. Uh, will, will that be at the very end? We are living in the last days. We are living in end times right now. We don't know if things will change, if titles and names will change. But right now it's called the United Nations. That is the world government beast, as God calls it. Not a good thing. All right. So again, back back to the line. You know, we talked about that line. Uh, uh, the 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 language of the line is English. Okay, it's English, just like we speak here in America. Of course, they have their different way of saying things. Just like people in southern part of the United States, they talk a little different than people in the north. And you go people out in East uh, New York and those areas, they have a way of saying things. They're uh, the, the twang sometimes in our, our, our voice is different depending on what part of the country you live, just like it is in England. But um, So no doubt the, the main language of this world government will be English-speaking, and that's what it is in the United Nations right now. Um, most foreign leaders, most foreign leaders can speak at least some 
English. Now, if the leaders can't, their delegates that go to the United Nations can in many cases because that is the required language. All right. Uh, so, verse 4, and they worship the dragon. The dragon is a symbol of Satan, as we know in Scripture, which gave power to the beast. So, Satan's going to give power to the world government. And they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him. Or there is a, who's able to make war with him. Think about it. Their United Nations has its own army. Has its own army. All right. Who's able to make war with the United Nations? <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you add the United States and you, you, you add, you know, about 90 or 100 other countries Whatever the number is now, I don't know. But about 100 countries are part of the United Nations, I believe. I could have that. I could be off on that. I haven't looked at that in a while. But um, there's many of the nations of the world are part of the United Nations. So think about it. When those nations come together against Israel one day, as the Bible says it will, uh, who could defeat the, the armies of the world as one against Israel? Well, Israel would not be able to. But the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, will descend with a shout, with a trumpet, with the voice of the archangel, and he will come to the rescue of Israel in that day. That's not the subject here in this lesson, but I did want to mention that. So, uh, verse 5, and there was given unto him, look at that word him. Now, as I mentioned earlier, that him can be the world government, it can be the leader of that world government. So the leader of the United Nations, and I don't even know who it is right now. I did not look that up. That changes periodically. So every several years, the, the United Nations has a leader over that. And uh, it says that he will speak great things and blasphemies. All right. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. 40, that's three and a half years. Keep that in the back of your head. Three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God. This world leader did. Now, who is that? This actually will be the Antichrist. When you study this out in more detail, the him there and the mouth speaking blasphemies against God will be the Antichrist to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints, the Antichrist, and the world government, and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Wow. So we know that the Antichrist, he won't be titled as the Antichrist, but God has already titled him. Uh, matter of fact, there's a, about 50 prophecies, direct prophecies in the Bible that describe the Antichrist to us. That would be an interesting study we could do one day. And we could use those prophecies. And that's how we will know him uh, when he does rise to power. All right. So in verse 7, it was given unto him to make war with the saints. That's us. Us that have been blood washed, repented of our sins, baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost. And power was given unto him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Hey, why am I talking about this on everything apostolic today? Apostolic everything. <laughs> why would I be talking about 
end time Bible prophecy because it's important to apostolics. We are intrigued, we are interested in, and not everybody studies this a lot, but most people enjoy the subject even though they personally haven't studied it. All right, so we could look at verse 8, we could read that 9, uh, and let's take a look at verse 10. He that he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Many will die for what we believe. We will die because we profess Christ. And uh, we will be persecuted. In many parts of the world, this is happening. In the United States, there's not too much persecution at this point. So let's make a transition into part two of three parts of this chapter today. Like I said, this is just an overview, giving you something to study, giving you a little something to feed you to. Study this on your own. And verse 11 through verse 15 talks about world religion. There's the ecumenical movement. There's another world religious movement, and they come together trying to make one with Christianity, with the Muslims, with the Wicca religion, which is Satan worship, and all the religions of the world. Can you believe that? Wicca is part of this world religious uh, movement today. And so how can we, how can we as Christian people, how can any so-called Christian people, let alone be an apostolic, we know we're not, but how can any so-called Christian people join in with the Muslim faith or join in with Wiccas or uh, Buddhists? Uh, we're not criticizing them, but you know what they believe is way different than what we believe in the Bible here. So how can we join in? We can't join in with them. Verse 11, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. He spake like the devil. All right, this lamb here, he said two horns like a lamb. He's not the lamb, but he spoke as a lamb. This is the false prophet. This is the false prophet of the end time that will rise to power. Many believe and teach that it will be the Pope. And I have held that belief myself. And today, that's what I still believe, that it, one day it will be a Pope, a Pope that is in power at the time, that he will work hand in hand with the Antichrist and uh, work together to deceive the nations and deceive the world. But uh, we, the elect, will not be deceived because God will not allow us to be deceived. All right, we can talk about that. That's another subject as well. But it says it had two horns like a lamb. Again, like, but not, not the lamb. And he spake as a dragon. So this lamb, the false prophet, will speak like the devil. And he exercises all the power of the first beast. That's the world government. That is the Antichrist. The Antichrist that rose before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. So the false prophet is going to do miracles. He's going to cause everyone that everyone that would possibly listen to him to worship the Antichrist. All right, uh, verse thirteen, and he doeth great wonders. The false prophet does, the second beast, and he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. 
So this false prophet will rise and he will work hand in hand with the Antichrist. He will do miracles. Hey, because somebody is preaching and doing miracles does not mean they're of God. Don't follow a miracle worker. All right. Don't follow a miracle worker. That's not what God wants us to do. False prophets do miracles. All right. Some of them do miracles in the name of Jesus. That doesn't mean they're even saved. It just means they have faith in God. But this false prophet will be directed by Satan and the Antichrist will be possessed by Satan. He will be Satan incarnate. The Antichrist will be Satan incarnate. He will be completely possessed by Satan. Oh, no, he won't be foaming on the ground and eyes rolling back in his head. No, no, no. It'll be a very, it'll be a very educated man, a very powerful man, but he will be led by Satan with the false prophet working hand in hand. So let's read 13 again. And he doeth great wonders, the false prophet, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. In verse 14, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. What, what does he do? By the miracles that the false prophet does, he deceives. The miracles will be so completely fantastic, so amazing, so bewildering that he will deceive everyone that can be deceived. Okay, he will. That's what the scripture says. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Satan will give him power to do these miracles, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, to the one world government, to the Antichrist, which had the, which had the wound by a sword and did live. All right, one more verse there about the world religion, and then we're going to talk a little bit about world economy. So verse 15, we're still on world religion. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. Who did? Well, the, the, the false prophet. Not a true prophet. A false prophet. He had power to give life unto the beast, image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. There'll be some strict laws, some strict laws put in place here about world government. So let's talk a little bit about the world economy. All of what I'm talking about right now on this July 7th, 2022 is being formed in this world. World government is being formed and morphed to fulfill scripture. World religion is being formed and morphed to fulfill scripture. And world, the world economy is being morphed. And it will fulfill scripture. Uh, so we're in chapter 13, verses 16, 17, and 18. All right. And he causes all. Who's the he? All right. Well, it sounds like that would be the Antichrist. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. So we've got the Antichrist. We've got world government. All right. The Antichrist ruling the world government. That's his world political system that he dictates 
And he causes everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. If you're in prison, doesn't matter. If you uh, are a free individual, as I am, as you are, if you're rich, if you're poor, you know, if you're on food stamps, if, you, if you're a millionaire, it makes no difference. He's going to cause all to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, this has been talked about for 2,000 years, of course. And we don't know exactly what the technology will be, but no doubt the time is being fulfilled where the technology, no doubt, is in place right now. You know, they talked about barcodes and they talked about RFID chips and it's been talked about the, you know, the retina in your eye and face scanning and eye scanning, all these different things. And well, some of these things, all of these things could have a play in it. I'm not going to pretend to know because we don't know exactly. Okay. Because we don't know if this is three years away or 30 years away. All right. We don't know what the technology will be because technology is constantly and drastically changing. And so what technology will be used exactly, we just don't know. All right, so he's going to cause rich and poor, etc., to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. For what? What is this mark in the right hand going to be? In other words, in the power to spend in the right hand or in their forehead, some type of a mark. It's been said it's going to be an RFID chip the size of a grain of rice. I don't know. Uh, could be a technology that's greater than that. That's neither here nor there right now, but the point is it's going to happen. Verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell. You can't buy or sell without the mark, save he that had the mark. This mark, this identification, the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. What is the mark of the beast? The mark is an identification of the world government. It's an identification that you're going to have in some form, in a card that you just, like a debit card, like a chip in your hand, something, okay, that you will not be able to buy without this card. You can't sell without this card. Just like you can't buy without some type of financial transaction today. At some point, cash as we know it, may be fully done away with, or at least mostly done away with. They've been talking about it for decades. Why? Because cash <laughs> cash is, 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 is the, the, the means to promote evil, you know, prostitution and drugs and crime. Much of it is done with cash today, all right? So a person is going to be forced to have this mark, this government identification to buy or sell. Buy what? Groceries, gas for your automobile, pay the light bill, the, the, uh, the electric bill, the gas for your home, fix your car, your children's education, food for your children, formula for the babies, etc., etc., etc. If you don't have the mark, you won't be able to buy these things. You won't. There will be no other way. Unless God provides a way. And he will make a way of escape. He will. He has a plan to protect his. All right. And that no man might by ourselves say that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. All right. And we know that number to be six. 
6, 6, as the scripture says here in verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. Wow! With 25 minutes has passed, and again, I wanted to give you an overview here of this amazing chapter, chapter 13 of Revelation, one of the most informative chapters spreading out in all kinds of directions here, world government, world religion, world economy. I know I did not really do these subjects justice, but we can come back, dive into this more. But I hope this was a blessing to you, an encouragement, a little reminder of where we are and where we're going in this wicked world and uh, what God is allowing this to happen. God, God is not making it happen, God, but he's allowing it because God does not control men. We know God did not control Adam and Eve. They made a choice. It's like you make a choice every day to serve God and our world leaders make a choice on how they will follow what they believe is right, even though we don't agree with it. But again, thank you for being part of our broadcast today. Oh, what a time. I love the word of the Lord. I love sharing with you. I hope that you will share everything apostolic with your favorite social media. Make a comment below, and uh, we appreciate you. All right. We'll be back with you soon. You have a wonderful day. Remember us in prayer, and uh, we'll remember you in prayer likewise. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.